Crazy, but true. Yes, indeed. I bit off my middle fingernail. Sounds insane. But I did do it in a very long and drawn out kind of way. I mean, you got to understand the circumstance. But over the course of, I don't know, maybe eight months, yeah, my fingernail eventually came off. Crazy. And the things I learned because of that, because of that. Okay, my friends, here we go. Podcast number 188. Getting ready for the ho-ho-ho season and the new year. Things in Idaho are intense COVID-wise. Oh, my gosh. Totally COVID-wise. We're at like 23%, almost 25% of our population in the state of Idaho has COVID. Basically, one in four people I encounter has the Rona. And that's got me a little bit terrified. And I just recently had to stay home from work for two weeks because one of my co-worker tested positive. And that brings us all home. So we're going to petition maybe to just stay at home more often, I guess, I guess. But you know we're getting ready we're getting ready for something new year new president and uh the intensity of the coronavirus so let me get back to my story let me let me tell you what happened a long time ago eh, it wasn't that long ago when i was in college i i i was thinking about this today as i was driving home as i was driving home and i was trying to remember what time frame in my life this occurred and i'm pretty sure It was in college at Indiana University. I'm going to have to reach out to my Indiana crew, those uh, Indiana boys from those Indiana towns, and uh, see if they can remember anything about this, anything about this. But I'm feeling it was early Indiana University when, when this occurred. But I had the very bad habit of biting my fingernails. And I, I bit them pretty bad, pretty bad. So, you know, I not only was I biting them across, but I'd also pulled, like, pulled towards perpendicular to the nail, towards the cuticle, so to speak, kind of in layers, you know. And I had a really good friend growing up. I had a couple of them that bit their nails extremely bad, uh, almost to the point where their fingertips were over their nail. Looked like if they grew their fingernails out, it would become ingrown. I mean, very intense. And I was I was pretty bad. Not quite sure why I engaged in that habit. Uh, never gave that that I never gave that much thought. However, in this moment, I am curious as to why I would do that. Being a one handed guy, it's probably not a bright idea, probably not a bright idea. And and uh, but I did it. I did it nonetheless. And I'll tell you what, one day. <laughs> one day I was just sitting around biting my nails as people do and i got a pretty pretty thick chunk i guess a pretty thick something and for whatever reason i wasn't going side to side i was just kind of like pulling downward i'd bite the nail and kind of pull downward and and i got a pretty pretty sizable piece and as i started to pull it i noticed that it didn't it did not thin out it just kind of maintained its thickness. And as I pulled, I was about, I don't know, 25% down the nail towards the cuticle. And this little 
strand. It, it couldn't have been more than half a millimeter thick. It wasn't that big. It's just kind of your standard width of a bite of a fingernail. <laughs> you know, wh whatever that means. And, and I just, I started pulling on it. And then, you know, now it was halfway down to the nail. And I thought, oh, I wonder how long this is. You know, I wonder what's going on here. I should have just cut it off at that point. Maybe snipped it, get some got get some fingernail clippers, clip it, and then file it down, whatever. But I did not. And I just kept kind of pulling on it. I thought it would just thin out and kind of layer off, peel off, right? But I eventually got all the way down to the cuticle. And I thought, oh, this is awkward. Like, I, I don't really know what to do at this point. Now, being young and dumb... I figured, well, I, I might as well just bite it off, you know, pull on it. And and I did. I, I, I ganked on it. And man, it hurt. It hurt so bad when I pulled that, pulled that out. And uh, I, I realized then I thought to myself, you know, that wasn't probably a good idea. <laughs> but at this point, we're just going to have to ride it out. We're just going to have to ride it out. And ride it out, I did. Over the next three days... My finger, my middle fingertip started to become a little more sore and a little more sensitive. And then on the third day when I woke up, I noticed that it was pretty puffy. Pretty puffy. And then on the fourth day, man, there was so much pressure. It was so tight and swollen. And I was like, it had a little scab at the cuticle, you know. It looked like there was something coming out, maybe a little bit of pus building up there. But I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't look good. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit. But I thought, well, you know, what, what, can, I, what can you do <laughs> after the fact, right? <laughs> this is one of those great lessons where it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, right? But you don't say that after the fact. You got to do that before the fact, right? It's like waking up really hungover and saying to yourself, oh, I shouldn't have drank that much last night. But really, the time... To say I shouldn't drink that much is when you're drinking. Right? But like I said earlier, young and dumb, right? So I was I was kind of looking at it in the in the mirror, you know, just to get a different perspective of it. Now keep in mind I don't have two hands, so squeezing on something is not so easy if it's on my hand, right? Because I, you know, I don't have another hand to to push or squeeze or grab or anything like that. So I was actually using my ring finger and my thumb to apply pressure to my finger while I was looking at it in the mirror and I put a little gusto, put a little put a little zing in it. I squeezed pretty hard and man, my finger like it just had all this pus in there and the pressure was built up and it basically as gross as it sounds, it basically kind of exploded on my mirror. It it popped like a big zit. Now, it wasn't an incredible amount of pus, but it was enough to make you think, oh, that's not good. <laughs> but the pressure did release from my finger, and that felt great. That felt great. And then after that, you know, for a couple days after that, it really wasn't, I didn't notice that much. It, it didn't hurt anymore. It just, you know, the pressure had gone down. I thought, oh, this is great. And then about maybe four days after that, this is probably 10 days after I ruptured it, basically ruptured my cuticle. Uh, 
yeah, about 10 days after that, I noticed that at my cuticle line, the fingernail, well, it ended, right? It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't producing, my cuticle was not producing any more fingernail. And then basically my fingernail was just growing off, which was the, just the most bizarre thing to see because I could see the end of my fingernail leaving my cuticle millimeter by millimeter every day. And I would just watch the end of that fingernail move towards the tip of my finger. You know, it was just completely bizarre, completely bizarre. Because I never, you know, I never gave that much thought to fingernails, what they were about, why we have them, what's going on with them, or even... Even what they did beyond being great for scratching uh, and all the other things, you know, like they're great for pressing things. You can scrape with them. You know, you can you can open a package with them if you have really strong nails. My brother's a professional classical guitarist, so he needs good fingernails. So is my sensei, uh, Tija Bell, my Zen priest, right? He he has very long, strong fingernails. It's great. You know, they come, they do a lot of great things. They do a lot of great things, but I didn't really pay enough attention to that until I ruptured my cuticle. And then I, then I spent, I don't know, maybe two months, three months watching my fingernail grow off, right? And that was just, I don't even know what to say, oddly enough such a strange experience, you know? I mean, right at the beginning, it didn't seem that extreme, but after about a month, like when it was 25% had moved away from the cuticle, you know, I was like, oh, wow, my fingernail is actually still growing because the part in front of the damaged part was still alive, you know, and it just kept moving forward. It's kind of like Underneath the nail grows upward and then the top of the nail grows forward and they combine and then they move forward towards the end of your finger. I'm going to have to do a little more research on the, on the, what's it, on the, on the, what is going on with a fingernail? How does it grow? What is its purpose? Blah, 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 blah. So now I'm probably three months in and my fingernail is just barely hanging on. Uh, but there's enough there where I can't rip it off. And now keep in mind, I did learn my lesson about pulling nails and tugging and doing all that. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to let this play its course. <laughs> now I'll tell you, I battled lifelong with biting my fingernails. But as soon as this happened, I basically don't bite my nails anymore as a bad habit. I mean, this is basically is the result of a bad habit. I mean, you talk about some funky karma, right? For this to be showing up the way that it did with a fingernail on a one-handed guy, on a, especially the middle finger, right? But yeah, then I, I remember so vividly the last, like, just the last little bit, like the there wasn't much of the bed of the nail hanging on to the nail itself anymore. Like it was just, it was barely hanging on. And I just remember the last, like when I, like when it just came off. And then I thought, oh, wow, look, I don't, I don't have a fingernail, you know, but I still had the bed and the formation of all that. But I, I basically had like 
no fingernail. I bit my fingernail off over a five-month period or three months. You know, I, I don't remember how long it actually took for the nail to, to fully be gone. But man, that was such an interesting, interesting experience. And then, and then here I am now, I have no nail. I have no nail. And I didn't really realize this until it was gone. But the, the, the fingernail gives you some back pressure, right? Gives your fingertips something to resist when you're grabbing stuff, you know? And it's really interesting because I think most of us, you know, that have fingernails that were that lift stuff, sometimes you lift incorrectly and it hits the nail and your nail bends backwards, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just realized that my middle finger was, I couldn't apply uh, very strong, very profound pressure to lifting things or or pushing with my fingertips, right? Because there was no fingernail there. And I just realized, I thought, oh, this is, well, this is basically devastating, right? And I had no idea. I was like, is this, what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, it's so funny. I'm looking at my middle finger right now, and I can still see that crease line where the damage occurred. Because now that my nail is basically back to normal, it for years grew unevenly. I had a little dip like that. That part in the cuticle is damaged. So the nail coming out doesn't grow uh, symmetrically across. Like I actually had, it looked like a Z kind of, you know, it had a crimp in it. And that crimp was always uh, not as strong as the rest of the nail. You know, that part would break. It was just such a weird experience. I still even have sometimes, even now, sometimes my nail will break on that crease line. And I'm always reminded of the, just that bad mistake I made. I Well, one, biting my nails, having that bad habit. And then two, pulling towards my cuticle. And then, of course, three, pulling all the way to my cuticle. And the creme de la creme of absolutely butt head dumb just pulling that away from my cuticle. Yeah, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. I'm so grateful to have my fingernail back, you know. But I think it probably, you know, it probably took about four months before I realized, oh, look, I actually have a little, there's some fingernail growing in there, but it is microscopically thin. Kind of looked like a child's fingernail. It was so nothing. Like it was constantly bending backwards. I mean, it probably took two and a half to four years before my nail even resembled something thick and uh, useful, right? And it was at least a two-year period before I could really apply huge amounts of pressure on my on my middle fingertip. You know, lifting things, I couldn't just put all my fingers under something and lift up. I'd have to pull my middle finger out because it, it just hurt too much, right? And then I changed the way that I lifted and pushed. You know, I, I'd use my palm. I'd ask other people to help. Like, for a one-handed guy to lose a fingernail is just incredibly debilitating. Holy smokes, I cannot tell you. You know, the thing is, is like, you know, of course I've crushed my fingernail before. You know, I hit myself with a hammer, you know, that kind of and that kind of stuff. And that can be, like, that can take me out. That can take me out. When I hurt my wrist a couple, um, it might be a year and a half ago, I did a podcast. I mean, you know, I had to wear a brace for, 
a wrist brace for a number of months. I mean, you know, 70% of my capacity was gone. Now, that was a hard time. That, that time I broke my collarbone, <laughs> my right collarbone. I basically, you know, for two weeks had no no functional arms, right? Or a right arm, you know, and the hand was hardly usable. But once, once I cut the pad of my thumb pretty long and deep and uh you know i had a scab on there for a while and scarred tissue for a bit i still do in some format uh i i can't tell you how in this day and age in this day and age of our digital uh touchscreen age how much that affected my ability to use my phone because i couldn't use my thumb mostly because because it had a band-aid on it right it had a band-aid on it right but even after the fact you know i had that scarred tissue there so my my fingerprint reader wouldn't work and then my you know every time i touched my phone not every time i touched my phone would it activate yeah it was so like i learned so much in that time frame when i cut my thumb anytime i do any kind of damage to my hand it just knocks me down especially if i hit my thumb if my thumb's gone you know, I, I'll lose 60%, 50% of my capacity in a heartbeat. I'd rather you just cut off my pinky finger. I mean, other than wearing a pinky ring, I, I'd be fine without the pinky. I could let that go. But my thumb, index finger, and ring finger, index and middle finger, I'm sorry, thumb, index, middle finger, those three, those are critical fingers in my one-handed life. I could almost let the other two go. I'd hate to let them go, but if they if they were gone, I'd be okay. I'd be okay. Be a little rough. I got a really nice pinky ring I got from my dad. It'd be rough not to wear, but hey, you know, what can you do? Sometimes things are simply the way that they are. But yeah, it was so funny. And then it was, you know, let me get back to the kind of the fingernail thing. Like, you know, for months and months and months, my fingernail was growing back ultra thin. I mean, it was basically pointless. I would just clip it down, you know, and then it wasn't growing back evenly. It had a big crimp in it. It just, you know, it was totally funky. And it, you know, it was, it was so interesting to watch my fingernail grow back over the course of a number of years, right? Because it wasn't just growing it didn't just come out of my cuticle. I could see that parts of it were growing up from the bed and that would meet the nail coming forward. And they kind of was like two rivers meeting and moving forward. You know, it's just, it's such an interesting thing. And even to this day, right now, when I'm looking at my fingernail, I can see that damaged strip. Even though the nail itself is basically okay and back. And oddly enough now... <laughs> It's thicker than most of my other nails, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I don't bite my nails anymore. I learned that. I learned that bad habit. I, I mean, I don't bite my nails as a habit, but I still, I, you know, sometimes I gotta, I gotta take care of a nail, you know, and take care of that. But yeah, now I actually pay a lot of attention to my fingernails, and groom them the best that I can, and primp them, and. You know, I file them and try to take very, very good care of them because those couple of years without a middle finger uh, fingernail was just physically very difficult. There were so many things I couldn't do, even just grabbing a door and opening it, squeezing very tightly, 
pushing with my fingertips. You know, there was just, I was constantly reminded of the result of my bad action or bad habit of biting my nails. And there were times I could even push on my fingertip with my thumb, like really push into it. And I could see the bed of my nail start to bend backwards. And I thought, oh, I just hope I get out of this well. Like if I can't get a fingernail back, I wonder what I'm going to do. I wonder what I'm going to do. But the human body is incredibly resilient. I mean, on one side, we're very delicate. I mean, we can die so easily. I could fall, this kind of stuff. And on the other end of the coin, we're incredibly resilient and powerful. So, yeah, it took, I think, you know, even I did three years at Indiana University before I transferred to the University of Washington, three and a half years. Uh, I still think when I first moved to Seattle, it was just really starting to come together like I, I felt pretty confident about squeezing really hard and pushing and and uh, the nail was still kind of crooked, but that worked itself out on one level. If I let my middle finger, if I let my middle fingernail grow too long, it will naturally crack on that point and I, I'll have to tend to it. So, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. If you've ever damaged the hand that you use a lot, you know what I mean. I mean, most people out there have a spare hand, you know, something they can back up back up their dominant hand with. Uh, that's not the case for me. So I'm always <clears throat> very mindful of my hand. I protect my hand and my arm and my shoulder a lot because if there's any damage there, it just it's totally going to affect my one-handed life, you know, and... Uh, Nobody likes to be down. Nobody likes to be down. I mean, it's definitely a learning curve. So I learned a lot there. And as a result, I changed that bad habit. I no longer bite my fingernails. And the whole time I've been doing this <laughs> this podcast, a uh, Foo Fighters song, Fingernail, keeps coming into my brain. I, I might see if I can get a little bit of music on there or whatever. And uh, Okay, uh, okay, my friends, I'm basically going to end. Stick around for the Easter egg after the fact. See what see what kind of juicy stuff is there after the closing remarks. Maybe maybe ten seconds of the whatnot. And uh, what can I say, my friends? You know, happy holidays. However, it is you celebrate them. I'm Buddhist, so this time of year, you know, I celebrate mostly with my family. I support my mom's faith. And, uh, but whatever it is you're doing out there, have a good time. I typically just like to say ho, ho, ho. And, uh, you know, for me, this time of year is just really about family and being close to the people we love. That's my main thing. That's my main thing. And now is the time because it's, we're in the, we're in the COVID nation, my friends. And here in Idaho, man, it's, it's looking pretty grim. 25%. And with that, my friends... Let me just share with you what my mama likes to say. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. After I finished college at the University of Washington in Seattle, 
I stayed for a number of years and just rocked the Emerald City. I was working in the Pike Place Market, living with some cool friends, riding my mountain bike every day, and I had a very sweet and very cool girlfriend. She had a sister who had a sexual fetish for men with amputated arms or legs or men who were born with congenital malformations. Oddly enough, my girlfriend never let me meet her sister. 